1: Hi, I'm Siege from the Puma Podcast team. If you like listening to this show and others created by our team, you can help us keep making them through our Puma Patak tip jar. Our goal is to get 100 of you, our friends, to make a contribution and show your support for the journalism and storytelling that we do. We're happy to keep making shows that you can listen to for free, but making them isn't free, so we appreciate any support you send our way. All you need to do is to go to pumapodcast.com where you'll find a link to the Puma Patak tip jar. Thanks for helping us do what we love.
0: Hi, I'm Frank Luna, Puma Podcast. You're listening to Tefa Tefa News, Balitang Thinking, Hindi Breaking. In this episode,
1: the three largest economies, the United States, China, and the Euro area, will continue to stall. In short, the worst is yet to come, and for many people, 2023 will feel like a
0: recession. The IMF has called it. We're in for a global recession next year. What can the country do?
1: The inflation rate na hanggang 8% last November. Ah, uh, mayroon namang kasabay na mas magandang balita na bumaba ang unemployment rate sa 4.5% mula sa 5%. Kaya uh, kahit papano ay hindi malakas ang loob natin hindi tayo mag- magkakaroon ng recession dito sa Pilipinas dahil masyadong mababang unemployment
0: rate. You just heard President Bonbon Marcos in a taped message issued by the Office of the Press Secretary. Marcos inherited a Philippine economy ravaged by over two years of the coronavirus pandemic. Debt is at an all-time high, and millions are still jobless. A recession happens when the economy records two straight quarters of economic decline. Sometimes these periods can be short and shallow, which is why many people don't feel trickled out to them. But this time, as you heard, the IMF is warning of simultaneous slowdowns in the US, China, and Europe. In fact, the UK says it's already in recession for the first time in 14 years. And because the global economy is so tightly linked, there is no insulating ourselves from that fallout. Think of the millions of OFWs who may lose their jobs or get sent home, or the containers of Philippine exports that may not find buyers. That's why even though unemployment is currently trending down, experts say we need to ramp up job creation ASAP. Here's global investment banker Stephen Koonhieng, He was speaking at a forum organized by the Makati Business Club in November.
1: We have to start with where we have at least a fighting chance and advantage. But then we can't just have pache-pache solutions. It's time to look at our structural deficit and erase it. Because otherwise, we're just playing on the margins. And when you add the fact that you're adding, for the next 10 years, one million Filipinos into the workplace every year, What is your plan to employ them?
0: Nicolás Mapa, senior economist of ING Back Manila, agrees. Nicolás had long been pointing out that the good GDP readings of late had been driven by revenge spending. Meaning Filipinos, who are tired of being cooped up indoors, are dipping into savings to eat out, go on holiday, and buy new cars. But at some point, the savings will run out
1: how the philippines always resorts to these budget budget solutions that like he said and we need to get away from this so that we can finally get out of this sort of uh, yeah we're doing great but we're not doing we're not reaching our potential type of growth as we sort of eventually move on from this sort of reopening story because i think this is just revenge spending on steroids and this will continue for a while but eventually we're going to, have to find new avenues for growth and as stephen was pointing out find jobs for for the millions of filipinos that are out there
0: we're pausing for a quick break now when we return more on what local businesses should be doing to prepare for a global recession.
1: So if you notice there, the world gives a high, very high premium on companies and industries that uh, digitalize and, and that are part of uh, either digitalizing processes and businesses. And we have seen a tremendous increase in productivity, that's the bottom line, with the use of technology. So therefore, it's a kind of imperative for the Philippines
0: to also catch up. That's Michael Rigafort. He's chief economist at the RCBC Bank. Digitalization and upskilling, in essence, will keep our workforce competitive. Because in times of recession, Western companies tend to outsource more work to and build more factories in developing nations. However, recently, we've been losing out to Southeast Asian neighbors that are deemed cheaper and more efficient, like Vietnam. Listen to Perry Ferrer, who runs a semiconductor plant that was in fact one of the first ones that pivoted to making surgical masks during the pandemic. For the export sector, for the manufacturing sector, a lot are still being brought in. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, see the, we see the capabilities of the local companies the medium, large companies that they could support the manufacturing industries and made in the Philippine products, assemblies, or components. So that that could uh, soften the blow on the recession by Mm -hmm. uh, bringing in
1: more or lessening the importation of products or components or assemblies.
0: Perry was speaking over the one news show Business World Life, and his point was that government can do more to shore up local companies right now while the recession isn't at our door yet. The stronger their balance sheets, the less risk they'll have to lay off people later. But investment banker Stephen Cohen-Yang also says it's not fair to just lay the burden on the current government.
1: I think the challenge, the biggest challenge we have, which is not the fault of any administration, but the collective fault of all administrations, is our structural shortfalls we have structural underperformance, which will always lead to perpetual underperformance. I'm 63 years old. In my adult life, all I've done is seen one country after another go beyond the Philippines in GDP per capita. It started with Malaysia, then Thailand, then Indonesia, and now Vietnam.
0: So what industries should we be prioritizing right now? which ones could cushion our economy from a shock.
1: In the short term, I think it's just, frankly, agriculture and mining. The food is here, it's being grown. The minerals are here. They're needed for a green economy.
0: Unfortunately, six months into the job, the president has yet to nominate a permanent agriculture secretary. And in 2023, the IMF says the food and energy crisis will persist. Here's Pierre-Olivier Gorincha, the IMF Research Development Director, with the last word.
1: Almost everywhere, rapidly rising prices, especially for food and energy, are causing serious hardships for vulnerable households. Inflation could yet again prove more persistent, especially if labor markets remain extremely tight. Finally, the war in Ukraine is still raging, and further escalation can exacerbate the energy crisis.
0: And that was today's episode of Takataka. Taka. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Mark Casilian and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Takataka Taka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. At para sa mga mahilig manood sa YouTube, puma podcast na rin po kami doon. Just search puma podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening.